pain. You've had a lot of pain in your life. Pain seems like maybe it's one of your life lessons this time, one of them, pain. I look at pain as my friend. Pain is like somebody that's just gonna always be there. And you know, we learn from each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you found the good in it. Prodigy is best known as one half of the seminal New York rap duo Mob Deep. But what you may not have heard from him is his 2007 mixtape with Alchemist for Return of the Mac. Using a patent, one producer for the whole album game plan, he crafted a masterpiece of seismic crime tales and madcap humor while making some of the best pure songs of his career. This episode will be chronicling his story growing up, his rise, and his trials and tribulations. Prodigy was an art school kid from Queens and an example of the rotten system that the city of New York bestowed on black people in a project that they made for us. This album feels like a drug lord surveying the city that he runs. It is Nino Brown meets Herbert Melville's Queen Bridge. The sentences that P writes aren't just descriptive, but they feel lived in. They feel central to the rapper that he is and the album that he wants to make. Everything is controlled and nothing is contrived. A lot of that might be because this is his comeback album. Although I, me, myself, felt that he had dropped some strong songs from Mod D when they were under G-Unit, the acclaim had died down since 1995's The Infamous and 1999 Murder's Music. Prodigy had come back in a huge way with a theory of nature's own thunder. At the time of this album, Mod D's Prodigy had just come off a stretch of music that wasn't received well. The out-of-control remix is a classic in my home, but critics weren't exactly feeling the mob's work with G-Unit. You know, 50 came to see me while I was locked up, and he... he expressed to me that he wanted to do another deal, you know what I mean, he wanted to do another Maldives album. He was interested in doing another Maldives album. So when I got home, we sat down and had that conversation with him, and um, we decided to just try to get this distribution deal instead, because at the time, it, like, like, like the time in the game right now, it just felt like that's what we needed to do. It's hard to imagine Prodigy being on a song like Window Shopper. It's hard to imagine Havoc being a song like Disco Inferno. Returning to Mac was P coming back with what made him such a lyrical type. It's influential because it's a revival. Rap went a while without a one producer album, and now it happens much more frequently. If you're asking me, the Rotten Apple is the one. Somehow it feels like the best pure song he has ever made without losing what made him great. Throughout that album, it has a feel of a ghetto lullaby, and this is no different. The Rotten Apple made him like this, and he's bestowing violence upon his enemies. He even shouts out Tupac, someone he's beefed with in the past, but now says that he'd be on the same team as Pop. There's a lot of choices for the best New York song, so much so that there really isn't an answer. But this is my answer. It makes the hair in my form grow and my heart colder every time I hear it. We have a very special guest, Andrew Barber of Fake Shore Drive. My man, how you doing? Hello. How you doing, man? Thank you, Jason, for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Hell yeah, hell yeah, bro. Um, you even so got the you even got the Rodman shirt on today. The Rodman NWO shirt on today. Uh huh. <laughs> Rodzilla. Yeah, that's yeah a you fact. got the Rodzilla shirt on. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, I knew he was coming through, man. I had his I had to represent shy right quick. <laughs> <laughs> Last dance was crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, man. We talking about Return of the Mac by Prodigy, uh, released March twenty seventh, two thousand and seven. Um, it's originally, uh, originally supposed to be a mixtape, but it changed due to the album quality. Uh, it's produced entirely by The Alchemist. 
And so, you know, we, we are ready to talk about it. So for the first, first thing I want to ask you is, do you remember around the time the buzz around Prodigy? Because he had done some stuff with G-Unit. By the way, like, I kind of like some of those stuff. I don't know about you. Like, I kind of, I don't think it's that bad. The mob deep stuff with G-Unit, I don't think it's that bad at all. I have a spicy but, opinion on that, but we yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad at all, but this is considered a comeback album. So do you remember around the, what was the buzz around Prodigy at that time? And if, you know, people thought he was done and, and this and that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. The thing is, I don't. I don't necessarily know if people thought he was done, but I. I think the uh, attention on Mob Deep had, you know, kind of waned at that point. Like it wasn't their G Unit album had come out like around a year or so before. It was their that G Unit album they had came out in 06, I believe. Uh, which I actually really liked that album, and I, I tweeted about it like on its anniversary this year. Like, I think there should be a critical reanalysis on it because that actually that album is actually very good in my opinion i mean but i just don't know if that's what people wanted at the time i also feel like 50 cents power grip on the industry was kind of slipping at that moment so people were wanted him to lose in a lot of ways i think people wanted to see g unit uh fail and it the their label had kind of gotten gina had kind of gotten bloated i guess so to speak from what how it first started when it was you know, Buck and Banks and Yayo. Then, it, you know, they started bringing on Mace and MOP and uh, Olivia and Spider Loke and Young Hot Rod. Like, they had, like, just a huge roster at that point. And, you know, after people win for so long, like 50 had been doing, like, people start to turn. And I think that that Mob Deep album just kind of dropped at a bad point. But I, I actually really like that album. Yeah, I, 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 there's some there's some tracks on that album that aren't bad at all. And it kind of oh. get it, like you said, kind of get a bad rep because uh, 50 had a, such a gravel, he had such a stranglehold on the industry and then kind of lost the it. Out of con, the out of control remix is crazy. Yeah. It, I mean, that one's, that, that one's one of the best, in my opinion, that's one of the best mob songs in general. Yeah. I mean, that's like, just great. Like, I mean, yeah. that was on that. I mean, I can't, that, that was a, Dre produced that song. I, I'm pretty sure that was on uh, Blood Money, but like, yeah, dude, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you would be you'd be surprised too how many people don't really know the album that we're gonna go in depth with. It's obviously one of the greatest albums. I think it's one of the greatest albums of the two thousands, if not the greatest. But it's also which one? Prodigy, uh, Return of the Mag. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Prodigy is known as the guy in the Infamous, but he did way more. And yeah. so I, I mean, yeah, and, and so I. I I'm excited to really talk about it. the first thing I wanted to talk about is you. I've, I've seen a tweet from you saying that you said think that Mac Ten Handles one of the greatest rap songs ever made. Yeah, and and the video was is crazy too. The video was great, and so just kind of to to go back to your question a little bit. Um, when that album came out, I don't think anybody was expecting it to be like the masterpiece that it was. Like I personally like it better than H and I C. I know a lot of people think that's Prodigy's masterpiece. I think they both are, but like I probably actually go back to Return of the Mac and listen to that more than I do H and I C. But um, I don't. I don't think anybody was really expecting it to be this to be what it was. Like it was kind of marketed. I remember it. It was kind of just marketed as a mixtape at the time. It wasn't marketed like as an album. And I think it. Then once the songs started coming out, then they're like, okay, this is this is something else. Because remember, the this came out on Koch. This came out. This came out on Koch, and right. 
Dude, 50 was on a all-out assault on Koch records at the time. He was calling yeah, it the Koch I remember graveyard. him and had that beef on Hot 97 about Koch. Yeah, I mean, he was calling it the Koch graveyard. Anytime he had the opportunity to throw Koch <laughs> under the bus, he was doing it. Like, he Hot 97 and Double XL, anywhere he was going, he was throwing Koch under the bus because a lot of the artists that 50 was beefing with at the time were on Koch. Like, I think, you know, some of the Locks guys were on – uh, were on Koch and you know different people were doing stuff on the Dipset had a lot of their stuff coming out uh, through Koch so I was surprised that with Mob Deep still being on G Unit that 50 let uh, Prodigy put out a project on Koch because he had spent years slandering it right <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean we all know with 55 something that uh, he wants to talk about he'll continue to talk about it but right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Um, and yeah, that that is that is really interesting in terms of just the landscape around Prodigy at the time. And you know, R.I.P. We don't think of that that idea now of him maybe falling off because he's such a legend, right? And he's right, in my opinion, the top five rapper of all time. And you you could you can find him in a lot of people's top five and top tens. But yeah, at the time, you know, the the they had dropped uh, Mob Deep had dropped Infamous, and then they had dropped Murder Music, and then. Infamy, and then there was like a kind of oh, Prodigy has 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 lost a step a little bit. Jay Z dissed him on on Takeover, and so you were kind of like wondering where's his next step of his career is going to go. And I think this Return of the Mac is the latter half of his career, right? It's the beginning of the latter half mm -hmm. and the acclaim of oh, this guy can still bring it. This guy still brings it better than anybody. So right, and I always felt like he he got like a unfair shake just because of the Jay Z beef that people like kind of turned on him. And, you know, after that, then he got like a, another like people respected him more after Return of the Mac. I think those that knew always respected Prodigy because I don't personally think he ever fell off. Like the infamy, granted, it's not the, in my opinion, the best mob album, but it's there's a lot of good stuff on that album. And then the America's Nightmare, because that was the one after that. And that that was the one that came came out on Jive. So they went to Jive for one album and. You know, the single from that, the first single was Got It Twisted. And like, I like, song. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always liked that song. And then once they got to G-Unit, you know, they were kind of thrown into, you know, whatever was ha going on with 50, like the mob was associated with just by, you know, by, so, you know, they're guilty by association. So that point, in, that point of their career was always kind of, you know, it, it was a little in flux, I would say. Yeah. Um, America's Nightmare also has a Kanye track on it. it yeah. Has a yeah, throw your hands, throw your hands, and and win or lose, which is actually one of my favorite Alchemist uh, beats, is on that. Yeah. I, what's also interesting about, and we'll talk about a little bit more later in a little bit, is that Alchemist is kind of is kind of having a career. The past few years, I would say Alchemist has probably reached, in terms of popularity, the way it's going to be for him. Mm -hmm. But I think his best work is still with Prodigy and Mob Deep. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's doing great stuff now, but like, I, I, there's just something about the way him and P work together, right? He brought he brought something else out, and, and Grant, I love you know, ha I love having and Prodigy together, but like, there is something also very special about Prodigy and Alchemist for sure, and I think I think Prodigy's I mean, I think Alchemist's yeah, yeah. legacy and like spot in the Hall of Fame was already done, and I think that was stamped. 
but he just added something else now. Like he's he's in a different conversation at this point. He was already like yeah. to me a Hall of Fame, legendary producer, one of the greatest of all time. But now like he he's putting himself in a different position right now, just with the year that he's had this year. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely and and it starts, but it starts definitely with P. I think, and it starts definitely with his work with P. Like the Rotten Apple, if you look at the way it starts. And just like the scratch, dun, 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 and then yeah. prodigy going into it, it feels like a sermon of almost, you know? Yeah, yeah. And to me, it, it that and it, it almost felt, it felt like a movie, like the, the way that they brought it to life, just the stuff that he chose to sample and how, you know, um, the album was put together, how it was sequenced, you know, even the skits. Like to me, was it, that was just such a well put together and constructed album. It, it had a very cinematic feel to it. And a lot of times then, like when you were getting stuff that was coming out on Koch, it was very like mixtapey and some of the stuff maybe didn't necessarily feel like a real album. And that was like, you know, Koch was kind of like an independent loophole for a lot of things. Then it was easier to get out. Um, you know, a lot of the Dipset stuff after the Rock kind of broke, the Rockefeller broke up, like, you know, the Dipset moved their stuff and it was coming out via Koch. And it was more on the mixtape side. So I don't think... You know, the thing about Return of the Mac is that I don't necessarily think a lot of people had like these crazy expectations for it. I don't know if there was I don't really remember being any expectations for it. But when we heard Stuck on You and that leaked, I believe that was the first song that leaked from that. that I that, And that was just like I could not stop playing that song. I just thought that beat was so crazy and the change ups and the, and the just the way he, you know, they put it together and the, you know, the, the sped up soul sample in it like to me it was like, okay, this, this has potential to be something crazy. And then it just was even way better than, than I could have imagined. Cause I correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. This was the first full like project for somebody that alchemist produced for like a, for like one artist. Right. For, Other for than like, one artist, I believe. Yeah. Cause I, he is on, there are alchemist beats on HNIC, but it's not only alchemist. Right. I believe this was the first like one-on-one yeah. -on -one project that he did. I'm not 100% sure, but I remember it that way. Yeah, it is. I, I believe it is. I believe it is the first... Yeah, it's the first co collaboration. It's the first collaboration project he had with somebody. And then okay. Antidote and then Curvet Coop, but Return of the Mac is the first of one, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it just blew all expectations out of the water. Yeah. And I remember it came out of like the spring right like march so it was like springish and i just remember it was like starting to get the weather was starting to get nicer in chicago you know march is still pretty bad but like by april it's 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 getting nicer and it was such a dark album like it was such a crazy time to put out that album because that seems like such a like a winter time like kind of a dark album but like i remember it released in spring so i had like a a, a crazy a crazy vibe in it vibe to it for me yeah, it's it, a lot of the album feels like a winter album, right? It feels like a winter in New York album for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and that's yeah. the type of music that that GFB would have it too. So, I mean, it, right. it, it makes sense, but it, it, it was funny to transfer that with Alchemist and for it to still sound like cold New York. I just shot someone down, you know what I mean? Like that, that you know, that type of style. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And for 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 Alchemist too, I mean, for a guy who's from the Beverly Hills, California, it's 
or not deep Beverly Hills, but for a guy who's from California, it's he, he, he seamlessly can transition into what Prodigy needed. I mean, mm-hmm. you could tell his background is when I listen to Alchemist, I'm hearing someone who listens to hip hop. Right. Yeah, like yeah, it feels like somebody who's like knows his art as well. Sometimes you see collaborations with the producers who don't know, the, don't feel like they know the artist that well. They're just making their own beats. I yeah. feel like Alchemist is making these things for Prodigy and knows exactly who he has in Prodigy as a rapper. 100%. It's like he knew. It's like he, you know, it was almost like he was born to 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 work with Prodigy. You yeah, know, yeah. I still think his stuff sounds the best with him, you know. Yeah, it it. it for me, yeah, for me, I mean, P and Alchemist for me is is a top duo. I mean, it's like... Yeah, and that's why, like, maybe I love the Boldy Jane, because I've been a Boldy fan from for years, but I think the Boldy James project, you know, there's some similarities there. Like, he was I able to doing, bring... I might be doing Boldy's first album with David Drake for this project. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. That would be... Dave, Dave knows that album well. He He's yeah, always yeah. rep for that album, for sure. Yeah, he he's always, yeah, he's always rep for... As long as we know each other, he's always rep for that album, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the stuff he's done. Little rappers, they're a little different. I think I would say that I would say that Boldy's a coke rapper, whereas Prodigy, I think, was rapping about multiple of different things. But um, they are similar in terms that they both have a precise and cold way of saying things. Yeah, in music. That's what and I'm saying. Not, not so much. The content, just like the delivery and like the delivery, yeah, yeah, the vocal inflection, yeah, they're they're similar rappers and and Alchemist. I mean, he's he's did great work with both of them, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, um, so one thing I I will I will say is like he rarely speaks uh, about rivalries or or issues with other people on this album, right? Where he could have, I I feel like Prodigy could have giving you us some a Jay-Z diss or a Nas diss here and there. He's, he's clear of that on this album. It's really interesting. It's just, it, it, it feels for me less about him and more about these are his best songs. These are the best songs that Prodigy has made. And it's less about uh, who Prodigy was in the late 90s or mid 90s and more about I'm just making the best music I can possibly make. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, it, it was like a different approach. It was like, all right, let me just really lock in and focus on what I'm doing here and put all that BS aside and let's just make some really dope music. And I think that's part of why it won. I mean, it just, you know, it didn't, it didn't have to get that classic stamp. It didn't, you know, a lot of times people use the beef and the controversy to draw up interest, but he didn't do that. He let the music truly speak for itself. Yeah. I mean, there's great, obviously there's great songs on the infamous, obviously, and there's great songs on running music. I think this might be the best pure songwriting he's ever done. Right, like he may have like rapped really hard on those other tracks, and the rapping's unassailable. It's always unassailable, but I think that he made songs like "Stuck on You," and songs like "Mac Ten Handle," and songs like "The Rotten Apple," and uh, "Bang on Him" and "Seven Heaven." Those are the best songs he has ever made. Just like pure songwriting and sort of sing along songs, while also not sacrificing lyricism. And like that's kind of what you want to do. And yeah. Yeah. And he didn't try to make any commercial songs. He didn't try to, you know, this was like a, you know, you could tell. And, 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 and P was always in tune with, to me at least, like the internet. And he knew the blog, the blogosphere was coming to life at that point. P, um, he was ahead of his time in a way that doesn't get respected and not ahead of his time in terms of like setting a trend that people could make money off of, but just ahead of his time and knowing what the streets were up to and what, 
you know, bloggers were up to. And, you know what I mean? He, he had that before a lot of other rappers had that, you know? Definitely. Um, and, and I think he knew, like, he was one of the first artists to really know, okay, I'm, I'm putting these videos straight to YouTube. Like, I'm not even trying to get them on MTV jams and I'm not trying to get them on 106 and park or whatever. Like I, I'm putting these straight to YouTube. These are going to be dark, grimy, low budget videos. And I think that's what really, you know, the best of the bunch there is the Mac 10 handle video. Like the Mac 10 handle video is just, is, is, is crazy. It's like a quarantine video. It's like, it's like basically, yeah. Was, yeah. you know, our lives during quarantine this year, for sure. Yeah. It's like, no, I honestly, you know, what's funny. Some of the Mac 10 handle stuff kind of reminds me of like, how I felt when I first had, when Keith first dropped I Don't Like, when he first shot the I Don't Like video, it reminds me of that a little bit, like how I felt. It's like, yeah. we're all stuck inside. It's yes. brilliant, yeah. It's just like, it's just very jarring, you know, and it just, it was, sure, just, right, it was a right, different right, thing, right. especially at that time, because Mob Deep had made that transition to G-Unit. So like, they were kind of, um, like they, they were presenting themselves as, as a bigger, like, you know, they, they had kind of changed the style a little bit where they weren't like the super grimy New York dudes. You know, they were on the yachts in the window shopper video and they were G-Unit, so they had a lot of money and right. so they were kind of playing that role. This was a huge shift from that. This was like, all right, back to basics for Prodigy at a time where I think, you know, they kind of needed it most. Even though true fans, like a lot of people rocked with Blood Money. I, I personally did, but like, I think he dropped the perfect album at the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if that Mac 10 handle video, it's like the lights are dim and he's watching like the small TV set. <laughs> yeah. It's like the pizza boxes next to him. It's ridiculous. It's like, you know, he's pulling out of a handle of booze. He's got cigarette butts like put on the pizza. Like, you know, you've definitely been over to your buddy's house that's going through it and you've seen a similar situation. Or yeah, maybe even yourself. The, even yourself. It's one of the right? greatest rap videos of all time. It really is. Like, you've walked into somebody's house like that and seen a situation. You're like, yeah, oh, man. I mean, I'm from the Bronx where I walked in. Yeah, I mean, I've walked into the whole to my cousin's crib or the homie's crib is it's literally just like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, you know, we've we've seen that before. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've seen that before. That. The yeah. candles, the candle lights. It's like he has no real lights. He's just got the fucking candles next to him. Yeah. <laughs> They're just on some psychotic shit. There's some stuff yeah. going on that you don't need that. You're not going to ask about. But like, it's like, I didn't need to see this. So I yeah. think he was showing think, us another side of, of him altogether. I think that that video sets the tone for the whole album, too. It's, it's crazy. Definitely. The whole album literally feels like that, like something that we shouldn't really speak about. It's, you know, this is dark. It's an underworld. It's real quiet. You know what I mean? It's, 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 yeah. It yeah. feels, and I think it definitely it definitely won critics back over too, who might have been disappointed in Blood Money. Like people were right back on him, and like you know that, like you you said earlier, to me it opened up the the gates for the next cycle of his career. You know the 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 solo yeah. part of Prodigy's career. While they did, I love more. Albert Einstein too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I love Einstein too. I mean, it's great. It's not as good as Return of the Mac, but it, in my opinion. But it's also very dope. Like, it, it's right up there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's for me, Prodigy had a great career. And he, it's one of those careers, too, that where a lot of stuff happened. And so you kind of forget just how, but you kind of forget how consistent he was because a lot of highs and lows happened in terms of the public life. Mm -hmm. But you forget how consistent the music was. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that man lost that much of a step at all. Like, he may have, it may have been a little bit different hearing him make more if rotten apples a song you could really sing along to right like it's not it's not it, it doesn't feel like uh trife life for example 
You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> but at the same time, it's still as dark and as cold as Strife Life is, right? And I think that the progression of him as an artist is really underrated. People don't talk about it enough how Prodigy progressed as an artist too. Mm-hmm. That's a full, fully fleshed. But without out. without ever compromising or, or really switching it up. I mean, I think right. he did. Without, yeah. They they, yeah. they of course have always had some attempts at radio and, and things like that that may not have like every rapper has had. Yeah, you know, like everyone I mean, has that, had. But that was that was part for the course. But in that latter half of his career, you know, unfortunately, he went to prison for like three years during that time, like right yeah. after Return of the Mac. Maybe yeah. a year or so later. You know the hip hop police. The hip hop police don't stop, man. You know. No, but and, and and I've always wondered, like, if he didn't have to go do that that bid at that time, like, would we have gotten more of of this content? You know, he still was very active. He still has. There's plenty of uh, content for us to to listen to from him, but it's like you know we were definitely robbed of you know three two or three years of of, of his of his output because of that. I wonder if there's any unreleased Prodigy stuff. Like, I wonder if he released that, many, that much music where we can get some unreleased stuff. I think he has tons of stuff. Yeah. I, I've heard that he has a lot of unreleased stuff. I've heard he's had a lot of unreleased stuff with Alchemist. I'm not 100% sure, but of course, yeah. I've heard that and Alk has played uh, stuff on his IG Live. Um, mm. But also, like, um, you know, some producers that he has worked with in Chicago over the years that stuff. So I know there's stuff out there. I, yeah, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. I have a lot of questions about that because, you know, a lot of his catalog is not on streaming services. No. Yeah. I was even surprised to see that. So like HNIC from 1999 is not on streaming. I believe mm-hmm. it's, I don't think it's on streaming at all. I was surprised that Return of the Mac was on streaming. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm happy that it is, but there is a lot of, a lot of his albums are not on there and that, that yeah. need to be on there. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, sometimes streaming doesn't always get, I mean, as we know with Keith, for example, sometimes streaming doesn't always get an artist's best work. But, um, like, still, it still has Murder Music, Return of the Mac, The Infamous. It's more than enough for people to get into There's There's more than enough for people to get acquainted if they don't already have it. You know, the good thing is I have all that stuff, like, downloaded, but... It's just better to have it. Like, I can listen to it anywhere if it's on streaming. I can listen to. I still you know, listen to the. I still listen to the Machiavelli uh, stuff that you sent me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's the good stuff right there. Yeah, that's a different. Stuff. That's a different conversation for <laughs> even. That's, yeah. that's the that's the good stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and it's for me also. I don't know about you. For me also, Prodigy in terms of the rest, everyone who I would consider all time greats, I think Prodigy. He might be even like the most underrated. I mean, that's a that's a that, that's up hard. To, it's up there. It's hard to quantify because it's like it depends on the person you talk to. It depends on the the area you're at, the region you're at. And I'm from New York, so like for me, saying Prodigy's underrated, me, me me being from New York is a little weird to say. But at the same time, you'd be surprised how many no, people talk. He definitely. I mean, he definitely. Yeah. I, I think he is. But I mean, he's top ten for me, and I'm a Midwest guy. Like I grew up listening to Mob Deep. I bought the Infamous when it dropped. You know, when it when it when it came out in '95, I think I you know I was in middle school or whatever. But yeah. I, I I owned that like I had it on cassette tape, and I had I bought all their albums, you know, through America's Nightmare for sure. And then like then I started downloading them. But um, but I was actually you know going to the store buying you know physical copies of their of their stuff. So you know I, I was I was there for the whole ride with them, and you know he's definitely top ten for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean. It, it, the perfect rapper too, in terms of all the attributes that you can check off, right? Like 
has album history, has great album history. I mean, his three or four classics. He's got, I mean, for me, murder for me, murder music is also a classic as well as and Hell on Earth as well as uh, Infamous. I don't, I mean, I know you know Infamous is what's known in canon as the only classic, but for me, Hell on Earth and Murder Music is right there with yeah, it. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that like Hell on Earth better. I I'm not one of those people, but you know, Hell yeah, on Earth. I'm not sure, I'm not, murder Music is dope too. There's a lot of albums that I think are better than the albums that people think are the best, but I think this one, I think, I think this one is probably Canon's probably correct on this one that Infamous is the best. Yeah. Probably. Well, I mean, this is this is why we have this show. So you can highlight these, you know, these these albums that need extra love. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. And it's like for me, yeah, for me, he checks every attribute. I mean, you talk about album history, you talk about just straight direct truth and lyricism. You just talk about uh, the history behind him and you know his illness and how that p- penetrated his music kind of too. Mm-hmm. So you feel this man being kind of you feel that this man might be a little sick when you hear him, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just the pain and 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 all that stuff is you know why unfortunately he's no longer with us. But does not it, does not feel did not feel contrived at all. Right? No, it did not not at all. It felt like a part of him. It felt as a listener. It felt like you knew him. And that's why he's held in such a high regard in in, in a higher regard than like a lot of other people from his, from his era, like people that know, know, and people respect him as a writer, as a MC, as an artist. And as a, you know, to me has, he had a great ear for production. Like he, he was a master at picking great beats. Cause like, I think at that time, like Oh six ish. Oh seven. Like Alchemist was doing some of my favorite work from him at that at that time. Um, Alchemist was doing some of his best some of his best beats for me throughout his this long career that he's had are from that time. He had these two mixtapes. They're they're not on streaming, I don't think, but he had one called No Days Off. They I can't remember. They're either 06 or 07. He had one called No Days Off, and then the Chemistry Files. No, no Days Off is 06. Have you heard Chemistry Files and No Days Off? I have not. Dude, you got to go listen to those. Like those, okay. like if you like that sound, that's Return of the Mac, you got to go check those out. Like No Days Off has like a dog pound song that's so crazy. It's like a, it's a Daz and Corrupt song that Alchemist did. And I don't even know if that many people have heard. On the Rise, it looks like. On the Rise. It's crazy. And then there's a song, I think it's called Flashlight. Um, it had, I think it's Raz Kaz's on it. Um, dog pounds uh, is another one I might have to put on this which podcast. One? Dog food's like dog. I said dog pounds another group I might have to put on this podcast because like dog food is one of the greatest albums of all time and still not really talked about like the other Death Row albums that came out of that era. It's like dog pounds. It's it's my favorite one, without a doubt. Okay, so no, it's a song called Flashlight on No yeah. Days Off. It's Forty Glock Rask in Razkaz. Okay, okay. Dude, it's crazy. And then there's a product. There's a there's two prodigy songs on there, Legends and You Got right. It. Okay, so you should check that out. Like, there's more. There's like a there's a song with Prodigy and Cocaine, um, who I think was uh, signed to Snoop at the time, but was on Ruthless way back in the day. Um, yeah, I, he was I, on the last meal a little bit. I remember Cocaine. Yeah, he was on the he was on the last meal. Yeah, I think they were calling him Mr. Kane then. And then um, on this chemistry files, dude, he's got stuff with Scarface on there. Um, Black Poet, he had this song with Black Poet. That's crazy. So yeah, Alchemist was doing a lot of really dope work with like, you know, 
artists that were mainstream, but maybe not like, um, you know, the, the biggest artist, but like he was doing a lot of, a lot of dope stuff on his own. Kind of like what, I guess what he's always done. Like he's kind of always occupied his own niche in that, in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, the work he's doing, it's, it, the work he's doing now is progresses to that, right? Like, I mean, some of the beats in Alfredo are really, really well done, are really good. I mean, Scotty Beam, uh, uh, Skinny Shug, it's, he's got a lot of great stuff out now, but back then too, it was like even a little bit more grimier, I, mm-hmm. I would say. Like even a little bit more dangerous and a little bit, it kind of sounds like someone's like stabbing you. You know what I mean? It's like that legitimately, <laughs> that, that's like legitimately the style that he, he was trying to look for back then. And like, yeah, I mean, he executed that to a T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you definitely did, man. You did. Appreciate you coming on, bro, for real. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. I, I think I think this was a dope discussion. And, you know, it's an honor and a pleasure to be the first guest on this show. And I'm happy to come back anytime. We, we, we can do dog food next. No, yeah, for real. <laughs> we'll definitely do dog food. We got to do dog food because that really is like my favorite. And and I was talking with hip hop, you know, uh, from from Rockefeller. Who, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and he feels the same way about that album, which is yeah. great. Dog food is honestly so like Death Row. Uh, we'll 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 add this into it too. Death Row on, on a real level. So they start that label with Chronic Doggy Style Dog Food, the Above the Rim soundtrack, and then and you have like obviously the Pac albums. Like that first five. Don't forget Murder. Of a don't, label, forget murder that's don't forget Murder was the case soundtrack. Yeah, murder. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, murder was a case. Yeah. <laughs> so off off the bat, their first how many albums? Five, six albums. Five, six. All multi platinum. Oh, every one. Oh, wow. Every one oh, of them. Yeah. Through probably up until 1997, everything they put out. So they started in '92. Late night with the chronic, late 92. This day, yeah, actually. Yeah. This Today, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. December 15th, uh, 1992 through 97, five years. Every single project they put out was multi platinum. Yeah. Every yeah. single one. Yeah. Up until, well, do- up, up until, yep. Maybe not the Christmas. Album. Do- yeah. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I think numbers until, on the Christmas up until album. Dogfather, but yeah. Up until Dogfather, I think everything was multi platinum. Well, even gang-related, though. Even the gang-related soundtrack is multi-platinum. Woo! I'm glad you know about gang-related soundtrack. Yeah, and that's... And that's gang-related soundtrack. soundtrack has my... One of my favorite pop songs. Made Niggas is one of my favorite pop songs. And that's all the, the best. Game. One of the best. Yeah. Um, Great song, great video. Great music great video. Great video, too. The selfie stick is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. They had that They had that camera that was spinning. Yeah. Um, but it's also... It's kind of sad to me that Tupac and Prodigy had their little thing because there are similar figures in terms of like they thought way ahead of their times Mm -hmm. way ahead of their times and they could have actually done some great work together i think about that all the time (laughs) you know i was just watching a um an interview with corrupt and i did not know that i i guess i probably should have figured figured this but i guess i didn't put two and two together the reason tupac was dissing mob deep was because mob deep dissed um, Bob Deep and CNN diss Dog Pound on LA, LA. Oh, okay. So that's why Pac brought them up and um, hit them up. And that's why Prodigy was not going to, Prodigy took his verse off 
LA, LA, but then showed up to the video uh, because he heard hit him up. Right. Those are stories that I've just heard via various podcasts, like in the past few weeks. That's, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and that's kind of how it went too. It's like, if you kind of spoke out, it was just like, okay, you're on that side now. And I'm on this. Side. Like, that's yeah, yeah, just how yeah. I mean, Pac was very, was very all in on death row and, you yeah. know, treating it like a family, but yeah, I'm glad yeah. you know about the gang related soundtrack. Oh, that's no. the first time I, I, like, that was like Tech Nine's first ever song was on that album, too. Oh, really? Question. Yes. Yeah. Which was really dope. Um, so, so, yeah, man. I mean, they, 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 had a, they had a great run. They had a great run. Yeah. They, yeah. Unparalleled, yeah. really. They really did. They really did. 